Hello, and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, episode 22. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds, Chris. Hello. Ryan. Hello. And Missy. Hey. Together, we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week, we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection and see if it was worth our money and time. Then, we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's game is Path of Exile. Our companion song is Exile by Soilwork. Let's take a listen. So I picked this song because because uh, it was called Exile. The feel of the song itself really kind of echoes to the feel of the game. Path of Exile was developed and published by Grinding Gear Games. It is available for Windows and Xbox One. We purchased it on Steam for free. In Path of Exile, you are an exile struggling to survive on the dark continent of Rayclast as you fight to earn power that will allow you to exact your revenge against those who have wronged you. Created by hardcore gamers, Path of Exile is an online action RPG set in a dark fantasy world with a focus on visceral action combat, powerful items, and deep character customization. Path of Exile is completely free and will never be pay to win. Cough, cough. Diablo clone. Cough, cough. I was just gonna say... Diablo. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you were a kid and you asked your grandma for something for Christmas and she brought you GoBots instead of Transformers. <laughs> That's kind of the impression I got. Not that this is bad. I see. It's okay. very clearly a Diablo clone. Well, it's actually made by people who made Diablo, so that's why. There is some schism in the development team and a chunk of people from the... De- I, this is from what I've heard. I don't know if this is entirely true. A chunk of people from the Diablo 2 development team broke off and created Path of Exile. Makes sense. I think you can definitely feel the common relatives there. Even the sound effects, I've noticed, are the same as in Diablo. There are a lot of similarities, that is for sure. I didn't notice the sound effects. There are definitely some similar ones, but in Diablo 2, they used several stock sound effects. They didn't develop their own for a lot of them, and it's the same with Path of Exile. They used the Uh, same group of stock sound effects for much of it. Not the same, obviously. That makes sense. I liked it, though. I had a lot of fun playing it. Which class did you guys go with? I picked the Archer. I was a Templar, Inquisitor, whatever the religious one was. Templar. Yeah, I think I think it's Templar. I also went with the Ranger. I chose the Witch. Lack of female characters. That's a complaint. There is a third one, and it is unlocked after you beat the game the first time. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Wouldn't it be nice one day to have white male characters that are the special ones that get unlocked instead of <laughs> females and like, people of color? That would be nice. They're the regular classes as opposed to the special or the afterthought classes. Right. Yes, that would be nice. So that's the politics for this uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, I really enjoyed this game. I actually forgot how much I 
had fun with this. I played it a long time ago and then stopped for some time, so it was nice to pick it up again. One of the things that I liked about the combat system, as opposed to Diablo 2, and I think I remember this correctly, but Diablo 2 had a set number of abilities that you can pick for each class. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you can develop your character exactly how you want. And you can even get to the point where you can use some of the strength-based skills. It's not ideal, for example, to, say, take a witch and then build your way out to use marauder abilities, but you can. And the freedom that allows you to build that direction is nice, because it gives you the option to kind of hybridize your classes a little bit. Even if they each have their own specializations, it's pretty cool to be able to see that kind of development and direction that you can take with them. I liked the skill tree along those same lines. There was a lot of potential there for developing the character to play how you wanted. When I first saw the skill tree, I was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm going to choose, so I'm just going to start <laughs> picking stuff. <laughs> but it does seem pretty detailed and far-ranging, like you're saying, so mm -hmm. that's good. They have some nice class-building tools online. It wasn't developed by the makers of the game, but there's some free online class-builders. Along with that, on the official forums, there are a lot of guides as to uh, how you want to build out your classes depending on you know what type of character class you want to play. Like, if you want to be a witch that specializes in necromancy, then, you know, with, you know, summoning of creatures and whatnot, it gives you example builds for that. It gives you the option to go through elemental paths to do, you know, fire and ice magic or whatever and specialize in one way or the other and a few other things as well. They have a lot of guides for every class, which is really great. The community seems to have really built this game out strong. The only downside to all that is that there's not a whole lot of direct in your class building within the game. You have like just a couple paths to go off of from the beginning, but there's nothing that says, oh, now you're getting into the Marauder class or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of just one big web. Mm -hmm. and you just kind of pick the ones that sound good at the time and hope it works out or look up a guy on the internet. When I was playing, I would be wandering into areas and suddenly I would get swarmed by like an entire screen of enemies. And I wasn't sure if that was an intentional part of like the level design or if I just wandered into somewhere I shouldn't be and it was trying to steer me back but that happened a lot to me i think that's intentional i just got swarmed many times i killed entire species of small animals i'm pretty sure <laughs> they would just come in waves of like 50 of them and i just slaughter all of them and feel really bad afterwards but you know whatever <laughs> they're just pixels Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an enjoyable game. I certainly had fun. I should start by saying my big concern with the game was that it's a free-to-play game and that there are microtransactions. And I, in general, that really raises a lot of red flags for me. But I didn't find that to be an issue at all. Here. Yeah, I did check out the shop. Like, it takes you to the website. There's like one ad on the login screen, and that's it that I saw. And it takes you to the website, and you can buy like cosmetic stuff, and you can buy extra inventory space in your stash, which I don't think I got a stash, or if I, I don't know where the stash was, but whatever. So, those are the only microtransactions that I saw were inventory space and uh, cosmetics. It didn't seem any kind of like a pay to win thing that I could find. And that was storage inventory space, not actual inventory. Space yeah, not like your character inventory, just like in the town storage. So you can increase your bank storage. I actually ended up, back when I played originally, you know, ages ago, I ended up getting enough coins to buy a tab. You can change the colors of the tabs and rename them for the ones that you purchase. That's all just like 
nice, helpful things. It's not things that are going to help you slaughter creatures in the game. I haven't bought any of the outfits. I don't suppose any of you guys looked at those or, or bought them or anything, did you? I looked at them, but no, I didn't buy anything. We're on a budget here. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> the one thing I do not have an answer to, because I didn't go into that, is whether or not any of those premium things that you can buy, the outfits actually have any statistics on them, or if it's just literally just so you can look cool. Yeah, from what I saw, it was just a skin, so I don't think it adds any stat. That's, okay, that's cool. So it changes your look, but it doesn't change your equipment. Okay, neat. Right. All right, that's neat. So the one thing I didn't like is that even at the farthest zoom out level, it felt really close. You think so? I felt that way. I don't think it felt that way at all. Like, I felt that it kind of was centered where it should be. This is probably just a personal preference. I like to have a larger scale of view, and it felt like maybe it was a little bit less than some of the other games that I have played. So I've kept feeling like I wanted to zoom out a little bit more. So sometimes I felt like I was getting surprised by creatures. See, I think that was the whole point. Is It's the same way with, well, Diablo, to be honest, that you got to go slow and creep around the corner because you don't know what's coming around the corner because you can't see it. I would have liked a larger area map is what I would have liked. The mini map didn't do it for me. I would have liked something that I could have pulled up because when I was in mud flats, I couldn't find the waypoint and I must have circled that area like five times and I could not find that waypoint to save my life. And there's a tab map, but it feels really close up. It's just like an overlay on the screen, and uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. It's almost the same as what's on the mini-map, so it doesn't really give you any more information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just the mini-map blown up, pretty much. Did anybody play uh, multiplayer? A little bit. I did not play multiplayer. Tom tried to get me to play multiplayer. (laughs) Yeah, didn't didn't work out, but... uh... Didn't work out. (laughs) I was able to play a little bit of multiplayer with another character, and it feels exactly the same as Diablo multiplayer. There's not a whole lot to it. I didn't see any obvious changes or, like, you have X more experience because parties are in your group or, you know, better loot or something like that, but it uh, talks about that on the website, I think in the FAQ, and I was also pretty low level, too, so maybe more visible at higher range. Did any of you play in the League event? No, I did not. Did not. Oh, the hands. Yes. Actually, I did do a couple of those. I didn't realize that was an event. I Mm -hmm. I just opted into it by accident. Each league that they do has different little things to it. And this particular league had those uh, dimensional portal gateway open up things, whatever you want to call them. They're kind of cool. I think one of them killed me. (laughs) There's these big old hands jutting out of the ground. You touch them and this big like circle spreads on the ground and enemies spawn in the circle and come at you. And you're just trying to kill as many of them as quickly as you can. Yep. They're basically loot pockets. Yeah, they drop a lot of loot. Yeah, another thing that I was actually kind of surprised by in a good way is the actual voice acting on the game when you talk to the NPCs is pretty decent. I mean, the graphics on the game were just average, but I thought the voice was pretty good. Yeah, I had no complaints on it. It was very impressive. If you got to the pirate guy... I did not. Oh yeah, the pirate guy was good. The switchover from when he changed from normal to undead voice was a really... Very, very impressive transition. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that one. 
I thought that the currency system was pretty interesting in this one because you don't just get gold from your loot. It gets converted into essentially items Mm -hmm. that you can use and then you're basically trading those items for other gear and stuff from the vendors. So it's like I could use this to upgrade one of my magic items with a new property or I could trade it for this other piece of gear or something so it was kind of an interesting system very much like you're on an island and you have to make use of the items that you have available to you yeah nobody here has gold <laughs> yeah very barter based not money i will say that i think i've got to one of the bosses the siren boss and yes. her cave is full of just piles and piles of gold and you don't grab any of it at all <laughs> it's like oh let's see if she has a new bow on her and that's it <laughs> i need a weapon not gold what use have we for gold in this forsaken place <laughs> right <laughs> well when you're at the end of the world i mean money is pretty silly i do appreciate that you know you don't see people in the walking dead asking to get paid with money they want cans of food or bullets right right i give it four and a half crap i shouldn't have traded those orbs out of five <laughs> i think i will give it three thanks for the gobots grandma <laughs> <laughs> And I'll give it three undead pirates out of five. I'm going to give it three and a half dripping dead zombies out of five. So before we go on to the next segment, we wanted to take a few minutes to talk about the games that we purchased with the Humble Monthly subscription. Ryan picked the game for the previous session, which was... Total War Warhammer. And along with that, we got a series of games from the Humble Bundle. Which look awesome. <laughs> yes, they do. Ryan, why don't you take a few minutes and talk about that? Yeah. So one interesting thing with the Humble Monthly subscription is they'll tease you with a kind of a newer game that you pay $12. And then you're going to get a bunch of other games at the end of the month in that bundle. And one thing that I just found out that's kind of cool is you get 10% off of everything from Humble Bundle, including your next Humble monthly subscription. So your first month is $12, second month is $10.80. Oh. So that was kind of a surprise for me. Nice. They didn't make that totally clear. I actually just looked at it when I was looking at my receipt. So that was kind of interesting. So a lot of these, actually, I hadn't heard of these games, but then I went and I looked them up on Steam and they actually seemed pretty cool. So in addition to your 1080 that was spent on the bundle, you get Total War Warhammer that we reviewed last time. Then there's a game called Polybridge, which is not at all what it sounds like, <laughs> which is it's a polygon <laughs> bridge building game where it's like a physics based engine where there's different terrain sort of challenges and obstacles and you have to try and build bridges that are designed for different uses. And it has all these little stress points that you move around and try and compensate for. And then they have this thing where you test it where like a car drives over the bridge and the bridge collapses and everybody like falls to their doom. Huh. It looks pretty amusing. Then there's a Space Run Galaxy, which is kind of a, you're a space trader that goes on different missions and blows up alien ships and, and such. It looks like a fun like shooter type game where you actually get to build your ship and you can build it in like different shapes and stuff. It's a uh, tower defense type game. It's a, a very interesting take on that. And then there's One Piece Pirate Warriors 3, which I guess is kind of based on a, like, I don't know if it's based on an anime or just in that style. It is definitely based on the anime. Okay, so I guess there's an anime called One Piece I've never heard of before, but I don't like anime, so... It is very popular. There's a lot of popular games based on animes that are out, and this looks very similar to that. So if you like those kind of games, or you like the anime that this is based on, it looks like it would be pretty good. Then there's Rive. I'm not sure how you say R-I-V-E. I would say Rive. 
Yeah, and this is like a shooter type game where you're in, it looks like a little ship or robot thing and you're just blasting the hell out of everything. So if you like those kind of games, I think you'll you'll enjoy that one. There's Flat Heroes, which really looks really weird. Basically, you're a 3D polygon and it's a multiplayer. It can be a multiplayer game. And you have to move the little polygon around while like monsters attack you. So it kind of looks like a combination between Pong, Centipede, and was it Space Defenders? There's a, a box that you're in and you can bounce around, you know, back and forth like you're like a Pong type ball. There's monsters that move down, like snake type monsters that move down the screen that you have to avoid. And then there's like falling objects or things that are shooting at you that you have to move around to avoid. And then as you progress through the levels, like the box rotates into another shape and that's your new level. And then Morph Blade, I did not actually look at that one. I don't know what that one is. Looks like a puzzle game of some kind. And then this week's for the Humble Bundle, speaking of puzzle games, there is another puzzle game that is for this month. The Witness? Yes, The Witness. That's the Humble Bundle game for this month that you get for your $12 or $10.80 if you did it the month before. And then you're (laughs) going to get some other games in there too. So I felt personally that the bundle from last month was a little stronger, but maybe that's just personal preference of the games I happened to get the month before were games that I actually really would like to play. These other ones, don't get me wrong, they look cool. I've just never heard of them before. That's the Humble Monthly. So you end up paying about $2 a game, give or take. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you can gift those games too. Like if there's something you don't like that you think one of your friends might like, you can send them the gift as a game too. Yeah, because they just give you the code. So you can anyone can redeem the code. You can sell it out or give it to your friends or whatever. That's also when you go onto G2A.com, for example, a lot of the games you're going to see are things from Humble Bundle. They're like part of Humble Bundle packages that people didn't want. So that's the Humble Monthly. You know the law. Eight games enter, one game leaves. Each week, we have a budget of $5 to spend on a game. If we spend less than that, we roll the spare change into next week. Every week, we each bring two games to consider. We each vote for a game, and we cannot vote for our own game. The game with the most votes is our next game to play and review. This week, we have nine ninety-five. All right, so my first game is called Dragon Age Origins. It is $4.99 on Origin.com. When history tells the story of the fifth blight, what will be said about the hero who turned the tide against the Darkspawn? Determine your legacy and fight for Thetis as a noble dwarf, an elf far from home, a mage apprentice, or a customized hero of your own design. Experience many unique origin stories on your quest to unite the kingdoms and defeat the ancient evil. The story is also based on choices that you make and your backstory. There are some characters that react favorably to certain races and some characters that react negatively to certain races, certain genders. You can befriend your companions. You can hook up with your companions. And there are two types of combat. You can either fight real time or you can pause, issue orders, and then go about it that way too, which is more my style. So I kind of like how that how it plays like that. It's a fantasy. It's kind of a gritty fantasy. It's not super pretty or flowy or anything like that. It's just very normal looking, I guess, how you would say. It's a fantastic game. When that game came out, I think I remembered making a post many, many years. Well, not many years. I don't know. However many years ago this came out, saying that it was the best movie of that year. You'll really enjoy it. Best game, you mean? Yeah. It's an awesome game. I've played it a little bit. And again, that was $4.99 and it's on Origin.com. And my next game is the Civ 5 from Humble Bundle, which is 9.05 right now. Civ 5, you become the ruler of the world by establishing and leading a civilization from the dawn of man into the space age. 
age. You wage war, conduct diplomacy, discover new technologies, go head-to-head with some of history's greatest leaders, and build the most powerful empire the world has ever known. And this is another 4X army building game that I have put many hours into. I was actually looking at Steam today to try and figure out what my top games are. So my top game of all time is Civilization V. I have almost 3,000 hours on this game. Yeah. (laughs) This is probably my favorite game of all time. It's a really good Civ game. They did a fantastic job. And with that Humble Bundle, you also get the DLC and the expansion packs, I guess you'd call them. Yeah, you get Gods and Kings, Brave New World, and you get all the DLC. Yep, the Polynesians are my favorite. I like the Polynesians. You also get Civ 3, Civ 4, and all the expansion packs for those as well. Yes, and you get 20% off of Civ 6. So to kind of commercial for Civ 6, as many hours as I put in Civ 5, and Civ 5 being one of my favorite games, Civ 6 blows it out of the water. Nice. Yeah. You know, and your 20% is going to be basically the price of this game anyway, so yeah. you know, go for it. So that was 905 average right now on the Humble Store. So my first game is Fable Anniversary. It is currently 874 on Steam. Fable was developed uh, some time ago, and it was built around for every choice there is a consequence. It is an adventure RPG, and the game and your character develops around the choices that you make. The Anniversary Edition, which is the one that's currently on sale, is fully remastered with HD visuals and audio. It's a stunning rendition of the original game that will delight fans and new players alike. They added a new difficulty setting, and they had a lot of new, more impressive graphics, so if you play the original Fable, this one improves a little bit on that game. My second game is Pixel Piracy, and it is currently 374 on the Humble Store. So in Pixel Piracy, you get to be a pirate captain, recruit your own crew, and you get to customize your ship. It was partnered with the developers at Relogic, which may sound familiar to you because they're the developers of Terraria. And in the game, you sail through the world, you just you know destroy pirates, you uh, you know board their ships. You explore islands, you gather loot, you starve to death, (laughs) you get uh, all kinds of sickness at sea, you end up cleaning the poop deck quite a lot. (laughs) It's definitely a tongue-in-cheek game. It's a lot of fun to be able to build your own ship however you want to build it and then sail around and just blow up other ships. All right. So continuing with the nautical theme, my first game is Sunless Sea, which is a steampunk nautical exploration game where you have to customize your ship and set sail on the very dark waters of fallen London and explore and survive and try not to go mad and resort to cannibalism. I believe there's some of that uh, every time you die, things change and all that stuff uh, with this game as well, kind of like we had with Rogue Legacy or Flame in the Flood. It is $6.26 on the Humble Store. And my second game is Far Cry 3, which is an open-world first-person shooter. Far Cry has been a long-running series that has been pretty popular. Uh, Which one Uh, are we on now? Was it 5 that just came out? Primal. Yeah, they've abandoned numbers now. But Far Cry 3 was uh, a lot of people's favorites, in large part because of the main antagonist had a lot of personality. And uh, 
basically you are a tourist on a tropical island who becomes marooned there and involved in this big revolution war that's going on within the island and its people. So it's uh, pretty interesting, and it is currently $6.99 on Steam. My two games are built around the idea of playing types of games that we don't normally play. I think people tend to fall into a rut where they only play certain types of games, and I think being exposed to lots of different games is good. You'll find games maybe that you didn't know you would like, and it also will make you kind of appreciate your stuff as well. So my first game is actually a digital board game. It's Ticket to Ride. I was looking at games, you know, how long you've played them for, (laughs) and Ticket to Ride is my second most played game. So I love this game. It's on G2A for $5.30. This is just the base game, none of the expansions. You can pick up the expansions too if you want, but it's just the regular game. So board games have really changed in the last decade or, or two decades or so. At least I should say board games that we as Americans are familiar with. A lot of like European style board games are now extremely popular. Ticket to Ride won the Spiel des Jahres, which is like the, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's like the German Academy Awards for board games, basically. This is also one of the top selling board games of all time. It's pretty amazing. It's a map of the United States and you're building train routes throughout it. You draw like cards to be able to place trains down and you have special like secret routes that you're trying to complete and other people are trying to complete their routes and they're cutting you off from your routes and you have to make decisions about do you go for like the longer routes that are worth more points or the shorter routes that are quicker or there's lots of strategy to it and because everyone has these kind of secret routes they're trying to complete every time the game is different every time and there's not just one way to win the game there's multiple strategies that you can employ and it is super 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 fun i I can't stress it enough i don't think we've played very many digital board games and this one is probably one of the better ones that are out there so that would be my first suggestion ticket to ride my second suggestion we haven't played very many racing games or car games so my other suggestion is project cars so project cars first of all looks beautiful so project cars is the ultimate driver journey guided tested, and approved by passionate community of racing fans and real life drivers project cars represents the next generation of racing simulation as the ultimate combination of fan desire and developer expertise there's an unlimited unrivaled immersion by world-class graphics which is true if you just look at any of the trailers or anything for it games drop dead gorgeous and handling that allows you to truly feel the road create a driver pick from a huge variety of motorsports and explore the world it looks different to me i don't play that many racing games and this looks so real and interesting to me so i'd like to try something a little different so project cars that's my suggestion project cars on g2a is six dollars and 32 cents it's voting time isn't it yeah i'm gonna go with ticket to ride i have to vote for civilization 5 all right and i'm gonna vote for uh dragon age origins i vote for dragon age origins <laughs> all right dragon age origins it is so that was path of exile you can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans including our other four color nerds podcasts on the week's comic books and cut the cord our new podcast on original streaming programs at fourcolornerds.com or our facebook page four color nerds you can follow us on twitter or instagram you can find the podcast on itunes and google play music on stitcher on soundcloud and on podcast addict make sure to subscribe to the podcast and come back next week for another episode until then keep gaming nerds